I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. According to Texas Representative District 38 Aaron Gomez, we should quit incarcerating individuals with mental health issues. 10% of any jail has qualified mental illness individuals in there. We have to stop this. In a Real Grande Guardian exclusive, Steve Taylor spoke to Texas District 38 Representative Aaron Gomez of Brownsville about House Bill 1904 to establish a Cameron County Mental Health Task Force. Why have you found your Mental Health Task Force bill? Good afternoon, Mr. Taylor. I uh, filed the bill because it's something that we've been talking about for a very long time. As you know, I think this is something that I've told you before, that I am the criminal defense attorney for Cameron County's first and only mental health diversion court, right? And so people say, what is that? Uh, diversion courts are the subject matter of some very good discussions, conversations this year. Our diversion court in particular focuses on individuals charged with a non-aggravated misdemeanor or felony offense. And so instead of trying to force them through our criminal justice system, we divert them, so to speak, into this program, hence Criminal Diversion Court. We divert them into this program and we have amazing partnerships with our Cameron County District Attorney's Office, with probation, with Texas Tropical. And so what's important about this is some of these individuals, for the first time ever, through our program are getting access to healthcare, are being properly diagnosed and assessed, are being hooked up with peer-to-peer -peer providers, with LPCs and with doctors. Once we see these individuals get access to this type of just basic awareness and care, then they have the building blocks to change their whole life. Then we can talk about why did we not graduate from high school and what programs are available to us. Well, if I did graduate from high school, why didn't I go to college? If I don't want to go to college, what certificates and skilled labor am I qualified to, to enroll myself in? And we answer all those questions. And the products that we see from this program through County Court 4 and Judge Sheila Bentz are amazing. And we see these individuals reintegrate with their families, find their children. Maybe it's that they start paying their child support, that they get a job, that they buy a car or a house for the first time. And so seeing the tremendous impact that we can do on this small portion of the population, we started talking with other institutions, with our local hospitals, with BPD, with San Benito PD, with Harlingen PD, all going, how can we lessen the criminalization of mental health and illness? And that is, the fact of the matter is we don't have any inpatient facilities for individuals here in Cameron, right? So the brunt of this burden is falling on our jail systems. And the judges look at me and go, Aaron, I have nowhere to send them, you know, I have not. And I'm going, judge, it's not your fault. We need to do something as a community. Us as leaders, as representatives need to focus on the implementation, uh, on appropriating funds to attack this issue. And so I think what this task force is going to do, because it's going to be a collaboration between our diversion judges, between our Cameron County District Attorney's Office, hopefully myself and our other representatives, uh, the county, uh, the hospitals, law enforcement, all are going to come together at the same table and say, what are our issues and how can we best, what type of funds do we need, where do they need to be focused, and how quickly can we get them down here. So this task force will meet no less than uh, once a quarter, we'll come together and make recommendations to the legislature saying, 
we found the issue. For example, the issue is there's not a uniform response across law enforcement agencies. Everyone responds different to a crisis outcry. What if we created a uniform response program? Any recommendation that the task force has to us to lessen the criminalization of mental illness will be recommended to the ledge, to us, and then we'll say how can we best appropriate funds to solve this problem. It, it is uncontroverted that 10% of any jail has qualified mental illness uh, individuals in there. We have to stop this. Um, and I'm so excited. I think the best work gets done when we get our experts in the community who have a vested interest, our stakeholders on the ground at the same table to come up with real life solutions. And that's what I want to do. We have to start the conversation about how mental illness is slowly tearing our community apart simply because we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it at a young age. And so maybe, and I hope one of their recommendations is, we need to start implementing, because I know our teachers want it, if I could tie that in with our issues here about safety in schools, because safety in schools leads to safer communities, is we need to integrate and force mental and behavioral health availability to elementary school levelers. If we don't start having the discussion at that level, we're never gonna we're never gonna know the ripple effects of that trauma. So it, it's all tied in. I can't just say it's you know one thing. They're all interrelated. So I, I'm huge on that. I'm huge on implementing mental and behavioral health awareness uh, to our elementary schoolers, and that's that's something that I hope with a recommendation from the task force we can get some funds. Okay, just a couple of questions based upon what you said there. That program that you started in Cameron County, who, where did that come from? Whose idea was it and how did it evolve? I, I definitely can't take credit for that, Mr. Taylor. I'm just so blessed to be a part of it. I, I know the conversation started in County Court 4. We have a super passionate Judge Sheila Bentz uh, who is really in tune uh, and, and committed to all things involving mental health. We have a Cameron County District Attorney's Office who is always at the table when it comes to talking about these issues. I love it. Um, and so we have compassionate law enforcement, Chief Felix Auceda. We have our chief from Harlingen PD, from San Benito PD, our sheriff's office all came together and said, hey, this is a problem. So the roundtable discussions have already begun. They've been having this since before I got there. But I'm so happy to be able to serve in this capacity now. Okay. So the legislation sets up a task force, but that task force is very much local. Right. It's focused on Cameron County. Why do you need a state law to set up a task force which is really focused only on your county. That's a phenomenal issue. That is a phenomenal question because we can have our councils, we can have our own task force here locally. When they speak, it's wonderful. I need their help to come up to testify. I need their presence uh, and their expert input in all of these issues. But there is no requirement, so to speak, that the ledge actually take it into consideration. When a legislative task force is formed, it's because when you speak, we're going to listen, in short. And, and that I want to give us that weighted opinion. And I know that when we do, the issues that are happening in our predominantly Hispanic Cameron County are not alone. I know they're happening in other areas of the state. So if we can start this discussion here, this recommendation is going to affect counties statewide. I, I, I know other representatives are going to jump up and say, this is happening to me too. This is happening to my people too. And if it worked here, I, I want to be the beginning of, of a trend in Texas. So you, you, might be, you might end up with a pilot program here in Cameron. Bingo. You, you see the forest through the trees. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I... I I do believe that so we have. So I was wondering how a representative from Wichita Falls care, could care about one of your bills, but you need his support, his or her support. Yeah, and we are unique in that I don't know about other counties, but we really don't in Cameron County have inpatient facilities for these individuals to begin to treat, uh, treat their illnesses outside of jail. 
And so other counties, you know, I, I can't speak for all of them. I'm sure some are in similar situations, but I know there's a lot more availability of beds in other counties. And so that's my main issue. But the issue of addressing mental health in elementary school is across the state of Texas. Has the, has the issue grown? Is there more, um, uh, the more people suffering like this, perhaps because of COVID or I think after COVID, undoubtedly, after COVID, we've at least begun to have the conversation. I have no doubt that people have been suffering in silence for years, for generations, because we are a strong community. We do, we are Latinos, we're Hispanic, we pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and we get it done. But there is, there is so much beauty in beginning to have the conversation empathetically and compassionately of saying, it's okay to talk about it if something's wrong and I can help you. Because not having this conversation is detrimental to our children. And they're not addressing their needs at that time, at this critical developmental stage in their life, leads to the problems that we're having in juvenile justice and then the recidivistic problems that we're having when they become adults. By the time you come to me in the diversion court, we're way past all that. Sometimes I am the first person that sits down with them and asks them what happened. And I'm not talking about why did you get arrested. I'm talking about what happened when you were eight years old that never got addressed. And you know, a very interesting client and story sticks out in my mind of an individual, who, again, a young man who was an adult. Uh, I'm going to call it my youth adult. I asked him that same question, what happened? And no one had ever asked him that. And he said, well, I, and I'm talking about in elementary school, he said, well, I failed the fourth grade. And I go, why? And he goes, well, they said that I wasn't paying attention, that I wasn't a listener, but we didn't know until I was 12 because my parents couldn't afford to take me to the doctor that I was deaf in one ear because I was born with a congenital heart defect. So the teachers who thought that he wasn't paying attention and labeled him a troublemaker and started sending him to detention. And it's not their fault either, right? The system just isn't, isn't bred to flag these individuals and compassionately say, how can we help? And that's what I want to do. And so because he didn't, he was labeled a child like this, a, a troubled child, he did find himself in the juvenile justice system. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's an adult. He gets picked up one time. They see that on his record. You're going in. You've been this your whole life. And turns out for the first time he gets assessed by Texas Tropical. Guess what? He's bipolar. He wasn't moody and aggressive. He was bipolar. And he never knew because we never had that discussion at the kitchen table. Because we pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and you get back after it. And Mijito, he's just rambunctious. He's chiflado. He's this. He's that. No. We had to talk to him and ask him what happened. And that's my goal. This is a much bigger problem. Is there, a is there a cost, a financial cost to your task force? Right now, no. And that's why I'm so glad. This is something that isn't going to cost the taxpayers anything because guess what? We're already doing it. The people that are at this roundtable are there because it is personal to them, because they're empathetic and compassionate to the situation. They're not there for personal gain. They are there because they genuinely, I am there because we genuinely care about the betterment of our community and our future. Anything else to add? I mean, have you explained it all? Anything more? I want to invite anyone and everyone to come share their stories, to participate in the discussion and the dialogue. That's I've been saying this since before I was elected. I, I'm not here to be an expert or to say that I am. I'm here because I want to bring our experts together. I want to bring people together who've been personally affected or prejudiced by this. There's not there's not one family now that, that can sit here and look at you straight in the face and say that they are not personally aware or connected to someone who has been affected by some type of behavioral health issue, whether it's depression or anxiety or as far as schizophrenia. We're just not talking about it. And I'm here to say that it's time to start talking about it because I believe that it's going to change our future, that it's going to make our school safer and our community safer, and it's going to make South Texas thrive. Please note that Representative Gomez also said that House Bill 1904 
will have statewide ramifications beyond Cameron County. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.